Support for the Bronx Bomber Babble podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, shaving your downstairs area can be difficult, but those troubles are a thing of the past with Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0. Featuring skin-safe technology, it glides nice and smooth, so you're not in any danger of nicks and cuts to your delicate downstairs area. It also has a convenient LED light, so you can see where you're trimming, plus it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. I've been using mine for a few weeks now, and it's awesome. It works great, and it will totally change your grooming game. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes included in the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Crop Reviver and Crop Preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Get all these great products, as well as a super comfortable anti-chafing boxers, plus a great travel bag to carry it all in. The Perfect Package is valued at over $150, but right now you can get it all for just $89.99. Manscaped features some of the perfect gifts to give to the men in your life. Gift your friends, your family, and yourself the gift of Manscaped. Right now, when you go to manscaped.com, you can use the code BABBLE and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's BABBLE, B-A-B-B-L-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. You're live for the 82nd episode of the Bronx Bomber Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luz Luigi, and tonight, just me and Andrew. Andrew, how, how are we doing? Uh, well, I think you know the answer yeah, to that, but no, uh, look, let's, let's just get into it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's always like a rhetorical question, like, oh, how are you doing? And it's like, damn, Yankees lost two of three, and, you know, just, so we're not doing that great, but it was good to have <laughs> baseball back. You know, it, it was nice for a little bit. Um, you know, but... We're not going to sit here and freak out. I mean, we're recording this at about 11.30 on, a, on Sunday night. We're not going to freak out and say the season's over and the Yankees suck and World Series off. But, hey, I'd be lying if I said that that was enjoyable this weekend and I wasn't very frustrated watching that. No, um, we'll awful. get into it, well, the three games. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, there's something about like, – let's just get right into it. There's something about – losing like all right you lose a series whatever but then they were just so flat mm-hmm. like they just came out so and when I, was, I say they i'm just mean the offense because the pitching was actually very good we'll talk more about that that's that was one of the positives but my god i don't think you could come out looking more flat and lifeless at the plate than the yankees did as a team and like we could call out specific guys we could you know talk about the the running and scoring position failures that this team just seems year after year to continue to have. But I mean, just like a team effort, just a collective, just big old, <laughs> like that, that's, that's all like that game to look Thursday. All right. Opening day. You know, it happens, right? You come out, look, Ryu's on the mound. He's a very good pitcher. He kind of set the tone. All right. Fine. You, you could live with that. But today's game, I mean, like the, what is it with pitchers in April who most fans have never heard of just shutting down the Yankees? It's like if there's it just a guy seems to be the way it is, right? If like you, over the past ten years, anytime a guy's making his either his major league debut or his first time ever facing the Yankees, yeah. just like we're, no. we're, we're helpless against them. 
No, the moment you hear Michael K, you know, when they're doing like the pitching scouting report, right? The moment you hear Michael K just talk about like, oh, this guy like either barely made the team or like he at this point last year was. Or he can't right even here. pronounce his name. He's like mm-hmm. the TJ Zoit. Yeah. Zoit. Exactly. Like, 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 he doesn't know who it is. Anytime, like. <laughs> anytime you hear that, you just say, uh oh. Like, I honestly feel more confident the Yankees lineup facing like a Snell or a Glass now or just a top pitcher because it's like maybe they'll actually wake up and like show out against this great pitcher when it's like a number four number five guy who barely made the rotation we're in trouble <laughs> it's just that's just how it's been and yeah let, let's let's go through each game let's start with opening day um you know look for let's we haven't even mentioned this how it's just so awesome having fans back in the stands like let's just talk about that for a second just like just seeing people you know get foul balls seeing people dance in between innings you know with their families like it's just such an awesome feeling and for only 10,000 people there, I mean, that place was buzzing, you know, like it, I feel like it's because we've gone so long with watching sports with no fans, but man, there is some solid buzz in the stadium this week, despite, you know, the lack of offense, there obviously would have been a lot more buzz if they actually produced the plate, but it was still awesome having fans back in the stands. It yeah, really Kay mentioned it a couple of times, how mm-hmm. uh, a crowd of 10,000, 10,800, whatever the number was, uh, felt like it was you know, at least half the stadium was filled, right? Uh, I think fans were, I mean, they mentioned, what was it, Saturday, that they, there's like a, a slight hum that they still pump in, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. the, the cheering, the cat calls, whatnot, you, you could still, the fans were making their presence known. It was a, it was a welcome sight to you know, have that back in the ballpark after everything we went through last year with, with empty stadiums until the World Series. Definitely an enjoyable experience, even watching on TV, I would say, Everyone enjoyed having fans in the stand outside of John Carl Stanton after his, you know, after he didn't hit three home runs in his first three at bats, he's getting mercilessly <laughs> booed. Like, so I'm sure he wasn't the most thrilled with yep. that. But it's like uh, the nature's healing. The Yankee exactly. fans are booing John Carl Stanton in opening weekend. Nature's yeah. healing. But yeah, uh, you know, first game, right? Ryu versus Cole. Um, Cole looked pretty good, right? Eight strikeouts, I believe he had. Um, see, Cole. It's so amazing to have a guy like Cole who goes out and lets up two runs, right? Eight strikeouts. And that's just like a standard start for him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a standard start. He was, he looked great. His stuff was, had some nice movement on it. His velocity was good. Um, home run bug did bite him. Like, it seems to, you know, that's been his big problem last year. And look, he's going to give up some home runs. Like, that's expected. But, you know, overall, really good start for Cole. But the Yankees' offense on opening day, was produced by one swing of the bat by Gary Sanchez, who had a great weekend, right? Two home runs. But, man, I I was just, like, I wasn't that mad after opening day. Like, okay, opening day, you come out, only score two runs, lose a 10-inning game. Can't get, can't even get the runner on second in with nobody out, right? Uh, it's frustrating, it was, but you, you can deal with it. Well, I think by, by Friday afternoon, I was looking ahead to, to the game on Saturday, thinking, like, you know what? I got all my frustration out over that first game. Whatever it's one game, we know that what this offense is capable of. Let's just go out and win tomorrow, and everything's fine. Yeah, uh, you know they obviously bounced back Saturday, but yeah, just it was just so like the first two games they struck out a lot, but I don't know. There was just there was just something about their at bats that were just so shitty. You know, they just it just like didn't seem like these guys were ready. Like, I don't know. I feel like they thought this season started next week or something because, 
I mean, you're just looking at this box score. Like on opening day, DJ over four, Judge one for five, Hicks over four, Stanton over five. Like your top four of your lineup went a combined one for eighteen on opening day, and two for tw- or two for twenty six if you include uh, Geo and Glaber. So I mean, just like that is just brutal. And the crazy thing is, you know, the Blue Jays coming to the series like I was expecting shootouts. Like, right, you know, I'm a betting guy, and I had the over in two of the three games this year. The under hit all three games, which was very surprising because these two teams are considered to be top third of the league offensively, right? And they both bludgeoned each other every game last year. Right, right. And even though, obviously, a lot of those games were in Buffalo where it felt like it was was just like a Little League game most of the time, right? Especially when when Otto was out there for that inning from hell. But, yeah, just – like if you would have told this is how I put it to someone, if you would have told me coming into this series, like, hey, the Yankees are only going to allow three runs in each of the three games, like we're winning at least two. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe sweeper three. two out of three, like mm-hmm. easy. It's like, oh man, we're holding the Blue Jays to nine total runs, like that's awesome. But I mean, we were making the Blue Jays bullpen look like fucking the best bullpen ever. And what's crazy and, is that you you look at who was actually contributing to holding them to three runs in, in the three games, it's not who you would expect. Like, if you had told me that a week ago, I'd have been like, all right, Cole's going to be awesome on opening day. We're going to get a pretty decent start from, from Kluber. And I, I, I would have said Herman's going to give up the three runs today, but you figure five, six innings maybe. I'm like, mm-hmm. our, our best relievers were, I mean, Kim was awesome today, right? And But Jonathan Loisega looked awesome over two appearances, and Chad Green was nails. So I mean, the bullpen was... Heavily involved in that. Yeah, like, like you know, we said that, or at least I said that, you know, I wasn't really as confident with the bullpen going into this year as I have been in years past. But, man, the bullpen looked damn good that first week. And like you said, Johnny Lasagna looked great. Chad Green coming in and playing closer, right, Those uh, that second game because Chappie was suspended for the first two and didn't pitch for the first uh, – or didn't pitch the third one, so he might as well have not even been there. But, yeah, the bullpen was nails. I mean, Mike King, what did he retire? 16 straight batters today? I mean, he was six awesome. innings, one hit. Oh. <laughs> he was, and like you, you want to talk about just saving the bullpen. It's still super early in the season, right? Most of these guys should be fresh, but that's always huge when you could get one guy could just go six innings for you out of your bullpen, and then you don't even. And, that, have to and worry that's the about. silver lining in in today, right? You only got three innings out of your starter. You're gonna lose whatever you expect that if you only get nine outs out of your starter. But the fact that we didn't have to burn anyone else, and we can have everyone locked and loaded for tomorrow for a new series. I mean, that's, (laughs) it's stuff that you don't really think about, but it definitely will add up over the course of the season. And you need outings like we got from King today. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, you know, when King was in, in the fourth inning, like in the fourth and fifth innings, he was getting hit hard. Like they, there was a few deep fly ball outs. There was like a line drive here that, like, I, I was like, oh man, this game's about to be like ten to one. Be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, this is good. we're about to just, is they're about to have eight runs in the fifth inning. Like this is gonna be bad. But hey, man, he kept it at three runs and he was awesome. But the offense couldn't do shit. But let's talk about the second game because that was obviously the only win of the series and Corey Kluber's debut. Uh, what'd you think of Kluber? He definitely showed some signs of rust, which you would expect, right? The guy's right. pitched combined one inning since I'm trying to think when he got hurt. It was either May or June of 2019 uh, when he took that ball off his forearm that broke mm-hmm. it. And then obviously just one inning last year. Uh, 
I mean, he, but his his off speed stuff looked good. He was painting the corners really well. Obviously, gave up that that home run uh, on a mistake pitch to to Simeon in the third inning, fourth inning. Uh, but I mean, all in all, he he battled, and obviously, he didn't give us a ton of length. But I think he'll build up to that. He showed some encouraging signs for what we can get out of him over the long term. Should he stay healthy this year? Yeah, I, his stuff looked great. Like it, he stuff had so much movement. You saw him on pitching ninja a couple times, but yeah, the command wasn't there. And that honestly, like you'd rather the stuff be there than the command not be there, right? Because if the command's there, but he's just throwing, you know, his pitches have no movement and it's just going right down the middle, then you're getting ripped. So that's man, that's what we got from from Herman today. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, man, he he was painting the corners. Definitely got a few calls, you know, that probably were a bit outside. But I was impressed with Kluber. I thought he did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, got a but, couple big double plays to bail him out yep. of some jams in the first two yep, innings. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Kluber looked good. Um, let's talk about Garrett because Gary's the one guy in the lineup that had a good weekend, I'd say. Right. And, you know, he, talk about a guy who needed it. Right. Like we talked about Gary, how he's got to come, he can't come out and be hitting like 100 with two home runs in April. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're like, he, he knows that he's on the ropes. Like, he knows that he can't just do what he did last year and keep his job all year, right? Because we saw in the postseason he kind of lost his job and no one had a problem with it. But, you know, Gary coming out and hitting two home runs in the first two games was very big. Now, it doesn't mean he's he's in the clear and that he's just good to go. No, it's a long season. But it was a very good start for Gary. And yeah, if there's anyone in the lineup who needed to get off mm-hmm. to a good start, it, it was him, especially because you knew the second he struck struck out with, you know, two men on in a big spot. The, the bluebirds would come out immediately. Uh, they've talked about it, it, <laughs> it exhaust uh, in spring training this past year. How Gary has this malaise feeling to him, right? Where it seems like he doesn't care, but his teammates will actually tell you that he is super hard on himself and that he's working harder behind the scenes than anyone else in the club has. Like it's just because he's not throwing his helmet, punching water coolers like Paul O'Neill used to, right? I mean, Gary's still mm-hmm. super hard on himself and trying really, really hard. Uh, I can see him getting into his own head if he didn't get off to a strong start and having those two home runs to his name already, I think will help him relax a little bit. And he's always hit well against the Orioles, so hopefully he can carry that. And it's not just two home runs first two games and now he'll go ice cold, right? He's, he's got to maintain some level of production, but definitely for him, getting out of his own head and also not having to deal with constant boos from the fans, it was the most important for him of anyone else to get a hot start. Yeah, absolutely. Huge, absolutely huge for him to get those two home runs. And like I said, still a lot of work to be done, but definitely a great start. Um yeah, John Lasagna, two innings of shutout. He looked awesome. Um, Licky made his debut, gave up a run, but ultimately didn't matter. Darren O'Day came in, gave up a couple hits, and then Swag Green with a four-out save, man. I love me some Swag Green. When when Chad Green's on, yeah, he he's so fun to watch. Love his mm-hmm. stuff. But, yeah, that was the only win of the series because we go to today's game, Sunday, um, Domingo came out, you know, he looked good. And then in that second inning, he was just throwing meatballs. <laughs> like they, I think Paul, either Coney or O'Neill said how like he was kind of almost too comfortable in there. Like he was throwing strikes in the first and then he was just throwing too many strikes in the second. And, you know, Guerrero, Gertrick just fucking tanked him. And, mm-hmm. you know, only lasted three innings, three runs. You know, it's like he had a great spring. So I'm not going to freak out too much. It's You can't expect a guy to, you know, first 
meaningful start in almost two years to just come out and throw six innings of one run ball. But yeah, definitely not a great start for Herman. But hey, man, Mike King, really six innings of shutout, one hit. I think he retired 16 straight at one point. He was awesome. But that's like what like that's really only the good things to talk about the series man there's a lot of bad running scoring position defense didn't look good uh i'm I'm, i don't want to get into this now but i'm starting to worry about glaber's defense and not even his defense it's just the throws like i I was saying this to you andrew before the show the guy it just seems to me like it's a lack of focus like how many times are we going to see this dude just feel the ground ball in short set his feet and then just make a shit throw it's like uh, right there's there's a lot of like we're too good of a, we're on his too throws. Good of a he's throwing them man. shorthand yeah uh, and and he was given the keys to to the shortstop job right like we but we let dd walk um, we we didn't keep glaber at second base for a reason um obviously we had dj on, on the roster as well but he was literally handed this job uh, for, for the foreseeable future right not just this year like you're the guy and after the struggles he went through last year in particular, this is not the start he needed. I mean, you can even say that the first run the Blue Jays scored on opening day, I mean, it was a ball that went right under his glove. Now, should he have been expected to make it? Maybe not. I mean, that ball was scorched, but could he have? Yeah, I think a decent amount of shortstops in the league would have made that play, and ultimately it would have prevented a run, right? Because Cole gave up three singles. That was the first of the three that becomes an out. It's only two singles and there's no runs on the board, right? I, again, fallacy, uh, the predetermined outcome, but that, that, that throw today, he made what it like three or four feet up the line. And people were talking about, Oh, Bruce has got to stop. It's like bullshit. I mean, first of all, Bruce is, is a part-time first baseman, right? He's covering right now right. For, for Boyd, but he's primarily an outfielder, but I don't think it's fair to, expect first baseman to make that i mean if the ball is right on target and it's just a little low yeah you should be able to scoop it up but that ball was up the line too and he's he's stretching into the runner coming at him like that was a shit throw and mm-hmm. it's definitely concerning that glaber hasn't been able to feel comfortable at the position sure. right now and again sure. i know it's only three games in but after what we've seen from him for the, for the past few years it's like same uh, old hat right right and or i don't know if you mentioned this but what about when gary threw down a second and there's a runner on third, and he doesn't keep the ball in front of him, and a run scores. Mm-hmm. Just and people look, that was a bad throw by Gary for sure, but that was an easy hop. Like you know when you get short hopped, and that that's that's really tough. You know that was that guy, was yesterday's game, right? Right, yeah. A, mm-hmm. a guy when you, a ball gets short hopped to you, it handcuffs you. A lot of times it hits your body, you can't even react to it. That's tough. But man, Gary was so short on that throw that Glaber got a big hop. Yeah, but but your job was, as as a shortstop is at that point you're not yeah, at that get point the guy exactly at that point stealing, the you runner. cannot mm-hmm. let the ball get past you and exactly. he was pinned to the you, bag and and didn't just be like you know what we we got to pr- stop protecting the bag I got to I got to stop the ball you have to know the situation like there is a mm-hmm. runner on third like screw that runner that runner the runner in a second is not that important like he's you should tell he's already there but he, he literally just stayed on the bag tried to make a fancy little pick and it cost him a run and. Like that's and people were seeing you know, obviously Twitter right away like oh well, that was that what Gary's fault was that Glaber's fault and it's like look it was a bad throw both guys are at fault but at the end of the day Glaber's got to keep that ball in front of you man like come on like that that's basic shit like to just oh like you, like my coach my old coach would always say like when stuff like that happens like when no matter what position you are in the field like you turn you you're a catcher at that point 
you have to like find any way to keep that ball in front of you and keep that runner on third. And Glaber just he, he was trying to get the runner, man. He was trying to get the out, and that just was not the right play. So, yeah, man. Just and I know he's still so young. He's still only twenty four, but I mean, I I feel like it's because of all like this Glaber stands on Twitter that are just like think he's like a top five shortstop. Like man, he's not. Like, I don't even know if he's top 10 shortstop at this point, you know, with how bad he is defensively. Like, let's just, like, kind of slow the reins down on Glaber a bit. Like, he's good. He's a nice young player. But I don't know, man. I feel like everyone's put him on this pedestal that, like, you know, look, he had in 2019 38 home runs. You know, he he's a two t- dude's a two-time all-star, right? I, I, I get it. But if, if you can't make a throw from short to first, like, ah. Uh, I don't give a shit what else you could do, right? Like it's... And, and 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 at the very least, if you're going to struggle defensively, at least you got to contribute something offensively. Like we we talked about uh, in our group chat earlier today. I think what Tatis has like four or five errors already, which is a crazy amount for this early in the year. But he's still hitting. He had a home run today. He's producing right. offensively. So at the very least, he's making up for a little bit. Glaber is has looked like shit he, at the play. I, I think he, he had one double. Um, Maybe it was yesterday's game. I don't remember. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he looked brutal in his two at against Merriweather. Right. Um, well, Merriweather Mary might then... as well be Mariano Rivera to us because we never hit Yeah. <laughs> but, honestly, I thought that today. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. Why is Glaber hitting fourth? And this is something else. We, to segue, I, I know I messed this up on the pod. I assumed I, I said Aaron Hicks was a leadoff hitter. And I'm like, no, Aaron Hicks hits third. But I think that was me saying, like, why does Aaron Hicks hit third? Like, he should not be our three-hitter. Because, look, mm-hmm. hey, you want to talk about a terrible opening series? Like, my God, Hicks looked bad. My God, Hicks looked bad. And, you know, with Hicks, Hicks isn't a big strike. Most of the Yankees strike out a lot, right? Like, that's our lineup. Yeah, we hit a lot of home runs. We strike out. But Hicks isn't like that. I think mm-hmm. – I believe it was Kay who said it. Or maybe it was probably Coney. Five of the last six years – Hicks has been like below average in terms of like, you know, strikeouts among hitters. So he's not a guy that strikes out a lot, but oh my God, we had back to back three strikeout games. Yeah, he has and seven he, through three games and he only has he, two walks to his name. I'm telling you, he just looked terrible at the plate. He just looked lost. He's flailing at pitches. And like, obviously, like we said earlier, the whole team kind of looks like that. But yeah, Hicks was written. Obviously, someone asked Boone about it after the game, like, oh, we're, you know, about him hitting three. He's like, I'm not worried about him. He'll, it, it's mm-hmm. one series. He'll, he'll be fine over the course of the season. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't think he should be hitting third in general, honestly. I, I think the, Which sucks, too, because then who does? I mean, if you look at I think it should be, I think the lineup should be Hicks leadoff, DJ second, Judge third. Like, I know DJ does great as a three hitter or as the leadoff hitter, but. Look, I, I get that DJ logic, but if you look at how bad Hicks has been this series, that's yeah. that's crippling to have. A guy who no, has like, listen to his slash line again. I know small sample size, three games, right? 083, 214, 298. That's his slash line to start the year. If that's your that leadoff hitter, you're doomed. <laughs> that's yeah, borderline the but, worst in the league of non yeah. non pitchers. <laughs> yeah, but Hicks not a good opening weekend at all. Hopefully he figures it out. But let's talk about another guy who didn't have a great opening weekend, Aaron Judge. Um, don't get me started, man. Uh, I'm going to get you started. Uh, it's funny. Cause if you look at the stats, like he still got some hits, he hit some balls hard, but just, just nothing doing with runners in scoring position, man. Like Andrew, you said it in your uh, recap, the Yankees were 0 and 4, 0 for 14 with runners in scoring position and their two losses. 
Like they and can't it, happen. And, and, and it makes sense why they lost, right? And, you, like and it's funny. I runs. think I, I forget what their final total was with runners in scoring position on the game they won. But even that game, four I think for they, ten yesterday. They, they, yesterday, they were, I think okay. they put seventeen guys on base and they scored five runs. Yeah, but like five runs. That, yeah, you take that. But the amount of the amount of traffic they had on the bases yesterday. Mm-hmm. Even then, you said that's a game that they should have won, like eight to two, or eight, was eight whatever well, Toronto scored. I remember at, at one point in that game, they were three from eight or three for eight with runners in scoring position. Right? And two of the three hits were and infield two singles. Two of the three, dude. Two of the three hits were base hits that did not get the run home. So it's like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, those kind of almost like don't even count, right? You get like a just right, right, right. One, base one hit. was Judge's hit, then, right? He hit that rope to left field. The RBI single for DJ was probably should have been an error, right? Like, it probably should have mm-hmm. been a play that was made and, like, oh, his foot was off the bag and they gave him a hit. But I was like, eh, that's a pretty generous hit. Like, I was I, I was surprised that I, I remember I feel like in hit. June, if that happens, they don't give that a hit. But it's, it's like the first weekend of the season. Like, yeah, give him a hit, whatever. Right, right. No, DJ got his, his next at bat and, and got a got a single as well. And they're like, oh, another multi-hit game for DJ. And I, I was saying to myself, like, what? He did the... Like, yeah, did I, I had, and I had to check the box score, and I was like, "Oh, they gave him a single for that, yeah, that grounder I mean, to the third baseman." <laughs> like, that was bullshit. I was, I was surprised with that. Um, let's see. Let's who else had a notable. Clint weekend? has oh, looked good. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. You know, Clint today with the one run we got right. It was Clint hitting a little shitty flare, run, hustling it out all the way, getting a second for the double, and then he tags up deep fly ball to center, tags up second to third, and then Guardy gets him home. Like mm-hmm. that was our one run. And like, I know that like we always talk about, Oh, the Yankees need to play more small ball. And like, we're big boomers, but like, that's kind of like, Hey man, when your offense is struggling, like it's nice to have a guy like that. Who's going to do those little things that gets you a run. That could be the difference between a win and a loss. A lot of games. No, you know, Clinton actually has the highest OPS on the team, even though Gary's the only one who's hit a home run. He's hit two, right? So Clint mm-hmm. is four for nine through three games, but he also has two walks. Uh, I, think he had two hits on opening day, if I recall correctly. Um, he's very quietly been the strong point of our lineup now. You're going to see people look at, at box scores and immediately be like, well, why isn't he batting fourth or fifth uh, in tomorrow's lineup, right? I mean, he might, but I don't think um, Boone's going to go crazy with the lineup. I think he's going to roll out the exact same lineup. He's going to put Stanton back, uh, cleaning up, and whatever happens. I mean, it's going to be a sink or swim thing for at least a week, right? You can't. <laughs> hit the panic button after three games. Right, right. I, I, I want to. I, it feels It's like I'm looking natural. at the button right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we, we talked about this be, before uh, we, we started recording here, how you have the long off season, you have so much excitement and anticipation, and it's natural to have higher expectations. Like if they had a game, a three-game series, like they had this past weekend in the middle of May or June, they dropped two out of three, and, you know, whatever, they're in the middle of or first place or a game or two out, whatever, right? It's frustrating, but you're not like, this guy sucks. We need to bench him. Everything's a disaster. It's just frustrating, right? But it's because it's just start the season after there's so much anticipation. We're ready to see our team win again. Uh, we're ready to see the offense actually do something. And, and they do that at the very outset of, of the season. Everything's amplified a little bit. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, look, it wasn't even for me. It wasn't. It's like, look, if they came out and lost two or three, and just normal games. Like, let's say that they lost mostly because of their bullpen. You know, like Mike King and Giant Lasagna and Nick Nelson just all got absolutely just ripped, right? Gave up, like, five runs in it. And if we lost like that, then you could kind of live with it. Like, yeah, you know, our bullpen has a lot of unproven guys. Like, you kind of expect that. I did not expect our offense to just look like shit mm-hmm. all weekend. To score eight runs in three games against a Blue Jays pitching staff that's probably not even top 20 
in the league. You know, yeah, they just, definitely have some good arms, but they, right. we should have been able to do some damage. Yeah, it, like it, they just look so. The fact that, I mean, look, the Yankees have been what top three in home runs each of the last four or five years, right? And this whole, you know, in terms of this whole era, this team, this core, we're always at the top towards home runs. That's just, you know, obviously for better or worse, that's just the type of team they are. The only guy home hit a home run is Gary Sanchez. Like you kind of that kind of really hit me like damn like we didn't hit any home runs other than that gary right like two home runs in three games with all these great bats in the lineup like jesus christ we we talked about this right if you look you know some of our favorite accounts you know the mlb home run mlb home run videos uh, and you just look at the laundry list of of random players across the league who have already had a home run through the first three games and you look at our lineup and you're like judge has zero stan has zero torres has zero dj has zero hicks is it's like what the fuck is wrong with us and then all these <laughs> random scrubs on all these other teams are going to be like uh i think paul de Jong, who's he's a pretty good player he had two yesterday right yeah, he, i mean he's, and, he's on, on my our fantasy team, team. Yeah, and i was like wow paul de Jong hit two <laughs> yeah and 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 just nobody on our team outside of of gary is doing anything so far so again is it just shitty approach is it just they're all collectively having a slow start and we're ready to explode. Right. Or is it maybe their approach and coaching is, and, and it doesn't really matter the quality of player right? and it's their approach at the plate. I, I don't know. There's, these are things we don't have answers to <laughs> right now, but yeah, it's frustrating for sure. Yeah. Look, that's the thing. Like we're not hitting the panic button. We're not jumping the gun saying this team sucks, but this series against Baltimore all of a sudden is like kind of important because, you know, if, obviously if you haven't been paying attention, the O's swept the Red Sox this weekend, and yeah, the Red Sox look awful. Like they look like they have a Triple A pitching staff, right? It's very bad, and their offense ain't much better. But hey, like the O's got some momentum, right? They got some momentum. They got some confidence. Like if we come out, and I'm going to check who's pitching tomorrow for the O's right now, but if we come out and just look like this again, like I'm, uh, I, I'll, I'll be on Yankees Twitter mad with everyone else because look, like we, we expect better. Right. And yes, it's a 162 game season, but you don't want to start out one and three or two and five or whatever. And with your with your star studded offense, just looking completely flat like that's just not what you want, man, at all. Mm. And yeah, I, like I, I hope they figure it out. Right. I hope stuff starts to click. But man, that was like I keep saying, like it wasn't just a drop the opening series. Like how often, <laughs> how often have the Yankees dropped an opening series in the past like five, ten years? Right? It, it, oh, the Yankees notoriously get off the slow stuff. Yeah, they but typically it's, like it's you know they like score five four or five runs and they exactly. Get, I'd almost be more comfortable sitting at one and two if we lost those two games by scores of like seven to five. Right? You Dude, look. That's at, what I'm saying. Like at, if we lost to like uh, our bullpen or our pitching or whatever, like things we kind of expected, like, oh yeah, like, Hey, our bullpen gave up, let's say 12 runs and 10 innings this series. It's like, yeah, yeah and it's like, nice hey, to know that, that, that proven guys. Right. Well, I mean, the, the, the one silver lining in, in that is that we don't have evidence that we have a ship open and our bullpen could still obviously implode at any point. Right. But right now it's, it's one thing that we can actually have some positive momentum moving forward that, you know, our bullpen might actually be decent, and we may very well need them if the offense struggles over the, the course of the season. Um, so that's one good thing, as opposed to if you get blown out in a couple games because your bullpen's shit. You're like, well, it doesn't matter how much we score because we, sh- we have shitty relievers, right? Like, at least we don't have that problem. But the fact that the – again, it's not even that they didn't score a bunch of runs. I mean, if they went out and got dominated by good pitching, 
you know, the old Mark Teixeira, you tip your captain thing, right? But the, mm-hmm. the, the approaches were shit. The amount of times they swung at pitches outside the zone and then looked at a fastball right down the middle. Like, what, they're, they're not seeing the ball well. They're not having a good approach at the plate. Aaron Hicks looks lost. Um, it, it's, it's, it's concerning things that you wouldn't normally expect uh, after everything we went through you know, there was a, in, there in spring was, training. Yeah, there was, you know, because obviously, you know, we're on Twitter during the game. And they, like everyone was almost like shocked today. Everyone was almost like speechless today of how dead our offense looked. Like it was a two run game, and we, it, there was just no hope. Like I remember, with Judge, you know, top of the lineup. I'm like, all right, here we go. This is it. The inning was over like before you could even get a drink. Like it was just like that. Like oh, okay, there's the top of our lineup just going down one, two, three. Okay. Like it was just crazy how lifeless they looked. And yeah, and, and part of me wonders. And take this with a grain of salt, obviously, because what I'm about to say may, may imply that I, I want us to be uh, injured, uh, uh, which I don't. But uh, uh. Um, it, it almost makes you wonder if they, they tried so hard to get through spring training healthy this year that they kind of nursed their they forgot to trade every play. <laughs> yeah, that they weren't like actually locked in. I mean, I'd almost rather have them locked in, ready to go, and us be missing two starters on opening day. But people are prepared, you know, they, they've gotten the sufficient at bats. They've done the preparation they need and they're seeing the ball well and they're ready to go. Right. Because you can overcome injuries with, with some bench players if they're hitting as well. Right. If you're healthy, but everyone's useless, what the hell's the point of them being healthy? Right. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like, Hey man, did you guys even like do anything in spring training other than like just wrap yourselves in bubble wrap and try not to get hurt? Like it was, I don't know, man. Um, but hey, let's look at the uh, this upcoming series against the O's, right? Like I said, the O's they swept the hell out of the Red Sox. They dominated them. They um, pounded them today. <laughs> yeah, they were. They got like, look the O's. They have some good bats. I mean, they don't have much else, but like Chris Mullins. Is it Chris Mullins or yeah, it was five Chris, five he was, today. No, Cedric Mullins. Cedric excuse Mullins. me. He was nine for 13 this series with four runs, three doubles, 12 total bases. Um, at Santander, five for 13. Andy Santander looked awesome. Um, obviously, they have uh, the guy that scares me, the guy who thinks is going to be such a good hitter is Mount Castle, mostly because yeah. of his name. But uh, he's he didn't have the best uh, great opening weekend, but he's a really good hitter. So the O's got some bats, but pitching, not so much. But hey, shitty pitchers shut us out all the time, so maybe we should be scared. Um, Jorge Lopez is going tomorrow for the O's and his last start, which came in September against the Blue Jays, he went two innings, nine hits, eight runs. So, so basically he's gonna go six. So he's gonna go tomorrow. seven innings, <laughs> two hits, eighteen strikeouts now. But like seriously, it's like any time you see a shit pitcher against the Yankees, you're like, Oh man. Especially early in the season. It's just it's so weird. Like how many shit there needs to be a list of just shit pitchers who have shut us out in April over the years. It, it, the list would be I'm afraid it'd be to sickening. Look at it. it would just be a sickening list. But yeah. the one game it, you, you circle on in the series is the middle game. You look at it, it's Dean Kramer who has four major league starts to his name against Cole. And you look at that and you're like, There's no reason that we shouldn't win that game. Right. Uh, I'm excited to you know, looking ahead to, to Wednesday's game, uh, to see Tyone get his first start. Yeah. You know, barring them, them pushing him back any further, but he's going to be going up against John Means, who's the Orioles staff ace. So, I mean, that might be a difficult one. I mean, it's going to be a good series, uh, but the yeah. Yankees absolutely need to come out guns blazing tomorrow, or else Twitter's going to be in a panic. 
Like it's one <laughs> no, thing it's, to you know lose too, your, your first three, yeah, you know lose your first series against a, a likely or potential probably playoff the team. Best team. Probably sure. the second best team in the East. But if the they don't come out and and do some damage against the underbelly of the Orioles pitching staff, they're they're four and five starters uh, in the first two games. Then that's yeah, there's gonna be some problems. Got to win at least two or three. You know, got to win at least two or three. This, this yeah, series. and then if you if you sit there on on Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, and you're you're at three and three. Uh, and the offense is starting to show some signs of life. Like whatever, it's six games in the season. Who cares what our record is, right? <laughs> exactly. Like that's the thing for me. Like I'm not gonna say like we don't have to win this series. Like no, I would really like to win the series, but I just need the offense to show me something. Like mm-hmm. if if we just lose the series and it's just the Oreos out slug us, like I'd almost be more cool with that than winning yeah. the se- two taking two or three, but still only scoring like ten runs in three games. Even American if we lose two out of three games, right? And we're sitting. Like, you know, Thursday on the off day, we're, we're two and four, but there's one game that you probably shouldn't have lost, but that's going to happen at least a dozen times during the year, right? Games exactly. You had no business losing. You do well, maybe not ones that you give away, but there's always games where like it could have had, but something went weird, like a fluke bounce or a bloop landed on the line or something weird. Like if you lose a game like that and then you split the other two and you're two and four, I get like again, a week in the season records don't really mean much of anything. Now, if there's some positive momentum, that you can build on in the coming weeks. That's all that matters. So that's at worst. That's what I'd like to see. You, you, <laughs> if yeah, they, just, if they lose just, more than, than, than two games in the series, I don't want to put it out in the universe, but um, I think people are really going to be hitting yeah, the panic no, button at that oh point. Man, if, if they drop two or three or I don't want to say it's get swept in their two and four, or one and five, then yeah, it's going to be some, it's gonna be some bad articles, man. All all those boomer New York Post uh, writers are gonna be getting their articles out, man. Uh, well, they do anyways, but yeah, it's look, it's all it's crazy because it's the Yankees literally don't play anyone outside the AL East until April twentieth. It's three games set against Baltimore. Then they're in Tampa for three games. Then they play Toronto three games. Tampa again three games. And then it's the Braves. So it's they're gonna be getting a lot of AL East, right? No Red Sox, but. Tampa, Toronto, and Baltimore, man. Yeah, this is you got to win these. Got to win these games, man. You got to set the tone of the division. And yeah, like I said, the way the offense just looks so lifeless just really alarmed me. Like I was not expecting that at all. And yeah, look, it's a long season; it could happen. But the offense needs to show us something in this Baltimore series, like badly. Like, we, yeah, I, I think we're pretty pretty desperate. Let's hit some. Something. Like, I can't believe I'm saying this because I've been on like the train of like, hey, let's shorten up and like let's not try to hit so many dingers. I want to see some dingers this series. Like, I, I two home runs in three games against a shit pitching staff by one guy, that that ain't cutting it. Like, I need to see some dingers. I need to see Judge go deep. I need to see Stanton go deep. Like, let's go, boys. It's time. Yeah. Well, look, look. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a an alternate angle here, uh, in just that, and, and I might may sound like a, like a boomer here, but more than the home runs, I want to see just general good offense. At, good I don't care bats. how they score runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and and part of this is maybe why they struggled early on, right? And people, don't get me wrong, I love home runs. Right? There's nothing more fun than being at a game and you see the yep. ball fly over the wall and you celebrate with random Crack strangers. You're right, yep. left, behind you, whatever, right? It, it's, it's fantastic. But when your offense is make or break on that, you get series like we had to open the season against Toronto, where you're just not doing anything. Now, obviously, Gary hit a home run in each of the first two games, but that was it. That's all the runs we scored on opening day, um, and we didn't really do much else 
on Saturday outside of, of a Jay Bruce bloop single, which, oh my God. I, he, he, he hit the same ball, he hit the same ball today and they had the, the, the four man outfield and it worked. Yeah, I, was, I, I literally had the, the, the Jesse Pinkman, like he can't keep getting away with this <laughs> feeling. Like, like what, like I hate that teams do yep. stupid stuff like that. Four man outfields, five man infields, whatever. Yep. And you, you hit right into it. Like I was just going to say that, you know, that's something that I wanted to mention. Cause I said this in the chat when it happened, when are you like, when you're a lefty up there and they're playing you four outfield, just some weird shit. When the entire left side of the infield is open and you don't even attempt to just slap one over there, it's like, screw you. Honestly, mm-hmm. screw just You're a professional hitter. You're a professional hitter. If you cannot hit the ball the other way when the, the entire left side of the field is open, like, what the fuck are you doing? And even Kay said it, and he kind of said it in like a condescending, like annoyed voice. Like, yep, Good. he's swinging for the fences. Like, there's four outfielders out there. He's trying to hit it over all their heads. And like, that's just like we've been dealing with this for years, and it's so annoying because we we just see guys up there. And like, like I said, like I want to see some home runs this weekend. But man, if they're playing four guys in the outfield and like there is no one on the left side, like, dude, you could kick the ball down there and make it to first. Like, uh, it's just so annoying because like. You know, there's guys in the league that like if like here's here's the thing, if Jay Bruce right like let's say a guy like Jay Bruce and most hitters they hate getting shifted like it pisses them off their batting averages drop so low and all this shit right they hate the shift. Hey dude, you you want to not get shifted? Slap a bunt down two or three times, two or three times. If you do that, teams will start taking notice and maybe they won't shift you as much. Right, and because then they'll say, not, oh, and then when they're playing you straight up, now you just rip exactly. a ball. They'll say, hey, right. hey this guy's gotten like three hits in the past few weeks just you know, through the shift, slapping a ball. Well, let's keep a guy over there. And hey, guess what? They're not shifting you as hard as they were. If you just sh- you show that a couple times, it's all it takes. Because then good teams will say, okay, hey, let's not shift this guy so much. It's we're going to free base. We're going to get burned, okay? yeah. Yeah. But guess what? If you, you're Jay Bruce and there's – they could put nine – like they could put eight guys in the outfield. I still don't think Jay Bruce would bunt. You know, or guys like Jay Bruce would buy it. That's just like, if you're the hitting coach, you know, we are, we have thought our thoughts about Marcus Tams, but like, how are you not telling your guys, yo, just bunt? Like, just because bunt. home runs are sexy and that's all they care about. Like, oh my God, man. It's it just like that really just, that really got to me. It just really got, and I'm remembering it now and it just really pissed me off because I'm like, dude, you're a professional hitter, man. Like, how can you not slap a ball to the opposite side of the field? Hicks is a bad offender of that too. He always yeah. hits into uh, to the second baseman in deep, um, at, at deep, well, in shallow right field, right? Right. Um, always hits the ball, which it, with the straight up defense would be a nice clean single to right. But they with the overshift and the guy playing back, you know, was <laughs> one hop into his glove, and it's like it, they're gonna if you're gonna keep hitting it there, they're gonna keep standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to adjust. No, well, well, they they just don't. But yeah, any uh, any final thoughts? Because look, this was. Definitely a disappointing opening weekend, but you know what? It's good to have Yankees baseball back. I have confidence they're going to figure it out. Offense will get going, but can't lie. That sucked this weekend. It was was so so miserable. You're so so excited for baseball and, you know, a series like that. Just and it's crazy how think of how how differently the the mood, the attitude is if they came out today and won like seven to two. Everything's mm-hmm. all good. It's like, yeah, opening day sucks. Opening doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, like whatever. But being they came out so dead, so lackluster, so lifeless today, 
We're just like, I'll, I'll give you an alternate sucks. scenario. Even if even if Herman came out and got absolutely blasted, right? Gave up like six runs and we scored four or five and lost. Right. Like, yeah. Whatever. It's just like, yeah, we, well, Herman if we had like, let's say, three, yeah, if we were down like, let's say, seven one and then we rallied a bit and like almost came back. And even if we did, yeah, they got like, like a two run right. double in the seventh it's inning. Like, oh, like Judge broke out or, you know, Glaber had like that big home run to get maybe yeah, like, that whatever on, on the Baltimore. Like you have sure. some things to hang your hat on. But man, we were like, dude, we were literally looking at the lineup. And we we're like, damn. Gary's the only guy who had a good weekend. Everyone else sucks. <laughs> Kick suck. Judge Judge left like a hundred runners on. Stan only played two games. Glaber still can't throw the ball at first base. Like wow, like there's not much to hang your hat on here. I really um, miss Luke Voigt. <laughs> yeah, uh, Luke Voigt foot foot stuff to knee stuff. Um, not ideal. But yeah, um, yeah. Sh- honestly, shout out to the bullpen though. Shout out to Loizaga. Shout out to. Uh, I know he wasn't great, but just all just the entire bullpen, you got to give a shout out to because I even really Nick wasn't... Nelson looked great. He, he had yeah, the tough I was about to say Nick loss Nelson on opening day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick Nelson looked good, even though he had the opening day loss. He looked good, like which is so funny that he takes everyone. a loss because he gave up one hit and unearned run. Um, yeah, right. Guy and and, and get the loss for that, but I mean that's the nature of of the extra innings rule. Yep, yep. But I think that'll do about do it for us. Um, hey, got another that series sucked, but. There's another one coming right up, right? So it's the beauty of baseball. You lose, you lose a series. Guess what? You got to rebound in like 18 hours because there's another one coming right up. So for Luigi and for Andrew, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.